0: So what do you have to lose? So make sure that you go to adamandeve.com to get your 10 free gifts. It's not hard, but it will be. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code HOLLY at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today, select one item, and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping, when you enter offer code HOLLY. That's H-O-L-L-Y at AdamAndEve.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Balesa.co. Balesa is an amazing collective of Porn, erotica, and articles for women. They have some incredibly sexy videos from amazing studios like Nubile Films, Erotica X. I'm actually looking at this uh, one video from um, Female Worship where the guy goes down on the girl for the entire video, which is super cool. I never actually see that. You see like all blowjob videos, but you never see like all cunnilingus videos. So that's different. Um, They also have really amazing erotic stories. They have really incredible and relevant articles. They have an article on how Florida just declared porn a public health risk, but wouldn't debate guns, which is some serious bullshit. And they also have other cool, fun, more lighthearted articles like erotic spanking not your mother's spanking guide. So definitely go check out Balesa. They are an amazing company. They are sex positive. They are female sex positive. And they're just some really, really cool people. And I think that they're doing some really progressive things in the adult industry. So check them out at Balesa.co. That's B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O. Today on the podcast, I have porn legend Tori Black and I'm really excited to have her on. I actually shot one of her very first scenes when she first got in the business and I could tell right away that this girl was going to be a big star. She was just so articulate. She was clearly incredibly beautiful and she was a very passionate performer right off the bat and I thought to myself, if this girl sticks around, she is going to be a superstar and wouldn't you know it? I was so fucking right. So, I'm very excited to have her in the studio today. And I think that you guys are going to really enjoy this interview because Tori is always such a pleasure to talk to. She's a smart girl, she's a funny girl, she's a sassy girl, she's just my favorite kind of girl. So, welcome everyone, Tori Black. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, I am so excited to have a legend in the house. I know, actually, <laughs> when people call me that, too. Miss um, Tori Black. How are you, Tori? I am great. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yes, it's always a pleasure. Last
1: time was AVN. It was. Very briefly.
0: Yes, very briefly.
1: For all of two seconds.
0: I know. Well, that it was so funny because, you know, like, because I work for MindGeek a lot, I was at the Mind Geek booth. I wasn't on the floor for very long and I only went Friday and Saturday night. So I was like there a very short amount of time. Right. But, um, and it was right across from the Lansky booth and it was so crowded around the Lansky booth. And I saw like all these girls that like I wanted to say hi to and like right. who I knew. But I'm like, I'm not even going to try. Cause like I just swim through like a sea of people and it's just way too much fucking work. And I was right. like, I'm just. I'll run into them. I'll bump into you somewhere. Where, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, because usually I'll go to like booths and I'll cut the line and I'll like go to say hi to girls. And i will like, you know, all these people have been standing in line for hours to get an autograph from their favorite star. And I'm like, I'm Holt Randall.
1: Get out of my right. way. I mean, <laughs> but I was like, wasn't even going to try it at I, that booth. I can't even tell you how many times girls walk by and they'll just give me the eye and I'll push everyone out the way yeah. and come say hi. yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I'm like, is this a dick move? It's kind of a dick move. It's
0: kind of a dick move. But then
1: everyone like especially when it's other girls they know they're yeah. like, "Oh, can I get a picture of the two of yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But so. yeah, for me, they'll be like, "Who the fuck is no, this?" No, they know bitch? who you are.
1: They know who you are. Cuz I'll have people after you after you leave. They'll be like, "Is that Holly Randall?" I'm like, "You know it's Holly Randall. Why else would you so Nobody specifically say that?" Exactly.
0: Oh. Actually, it was nice cuz this year was the first time I had I was approached by a lot more people mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them were fans of the podcast.
1: Oh really? Which was
0: so awesome. Hey,
1: that's exciting. I
0: know. I mean, I see that like you know the the number of downloads has increased, especially drastically over the last couple of months. I'm almost at two hundred thousand, but like I don't know. I still feel, <laughs> I still feel like people don't listen.
1: Oh, I don't know why. Only two hundred thousand. Like, yeah, you know? but it's
0: like so when people tell me like come up to me, they're like I love your podcast. I'm like you, li- you listen to my podcast, and especially industry people that always surprises me. I don't
1: know. Well, you know what I think? I think that. um there is a group of fans, a nice large fan base mm-hmm. that really genuinely do want to get to know us as people, yes, and most people don't take the time to cater to that part of the fan base, right. You know, they're more interested in, oh, let me take care of the foot fetish guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But I have so many people who are like, "I literally am a fan of you because of your interviews. Yeah, why did you not? why don't you do as many? Why can't I hear you talk about life? right? Like how are you doing? What is going on with you? right So, I feel like you that that part of the fan base is always gonna follow or want to follow something like this because they get a chance to catch up with people and get them behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, and the way that I because you know there are some other porn podcasts out there and you know, some of the other ones are more You know, they try to get like a salacious interview out of the girl and be like, how many times a day do you masturbate? And like, (laughs) show me your tits. And they do like stupid mic drops and just dumb shit like that. But for me, I just, I don't know. I want to sit down and just talk to people. And it's been really great because I've gotten to know people on a level that I don't get to know them on set. You know, I'll work with people 10, 12 hours on a set, but we don't really get to sit down and talk. You know, we're like working. So it's nice. I get to know these girls that I've worked with so many times.
1: I feel like that could probably be inspiring for shoots anyway. like, yeah, you get to know like hidden weird talents that people right. have, yeah. or, like, and think
0: like, oh, I should shoot them in this way because they're into this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, energetically too. Like um, the the helicopter shoot that I did, mm-hmm. that was something that nobody had ever approached me about, and it was something that we bumped into in conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be something that's absolutely ridiculous. Nobody's so, done. How did that come up? Um, well, we actually had, um, a meeting and sat down and we were kind of talking about how people are afraid to like break molds and, and do crazy things. And I was talking about how much of a daredevil I am. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, people always want me to look Victoria's Secret, but they forget about the fact that. I was a boxer. I I played football. Were you I'm, a boxer? I used to box like crazy. Box. That's awesome. You yeah. know I box all the time. I'm not allowed to box anymore. Why? Because I get bruised and beat up, and that oh, doesn't look good on camera. Yeah. So, um, uh, they don't really want. Broken knuckles during shoots. Yeah, <laughs> um, there are things you're not allowed to do anymore, Tori. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gee, I have no idea who you just referenced right there. It totally went over my head.
1: <laughs> um, uh, but I, you know, so we were talking about the fact that you know people don't really um, use all of all of the craziness of me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm crazy in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. not just you know. You feel like you've been
0: pigeonholed into like this one look because you're so beautiful. So they're like, let's do her super glamorous and super beautiful and sophisticated. And you're like, I want to get down and dirty and crazy.
1: That's exactly why when I meet fans, they're like, whoa, when you open your mouth, you're not the same person that I see on camera. And I said, yeah, "Yeah, that's because they doll me up and they want me, oh, hello, let me use my operator voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They don't let me be, I am much more of a tomboy. I am, you know... I'm rough around the edges, and yeah. I will hang out of the helicopter happily. How um, did that shoe go because that looked terrifying um I have no fear, not even the healthy kind. It's kind of a problem <laughs> um, but we actually they had to build an arm to strap into um, into the helicopter in the back seat and extend out in order to get Far enough out of the helicopter to get a wide shot,
0: mm-hmm. so they for had, the camera
1: for the camera. Okay, and then you know I have I had a, a monkey tail on, so okay. it was a strap around my ribs, but I put it up here so that they could take it out in Photoshop. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but of course, I had to. I mean, the the pilot okay. was scared I, enough as it was. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say because like. Obviously, it looks like you're not wearing any kind of restraint or anything. I was, and it gave me like anxiety looking at that picture. A
1: lot of people said that. Yeah. Um, but my, it was probably three and a half, maybe four feet long, mm-hmm. and it was attached dead in the middle of a like the metal pole part of the structure of the mm-hmm. helicopter. And it's one of those like rock climbing gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super strong, super resilient. The only issue was that there was no way to get me back in should I slip, I would be attached. You'd be just dangling from the yes. helicopter, like Arnold Schwarzenegger style. So it wouldn't be dangling far, because like I said, yeah. the thing is short. And Still, I'd probably be able to be climb in. Terrifying. That was the biggest concern, was that yeah. I would slip and not be able to get back in. Um, the other concern was we definitely had LAPD flying around. Oh, really? <laughs> and you're not supposed to have any any limb Out, yeah, let alone whole body, yeah. Um, and I, every time I felt the wind really hit, I got excited. Yeah. and wanted to go further and yeah. <laughs> getting pulled back in. The pilot would grab me, landscape <laughs> would grab me. What are you doing? You could see in the BTS, he wrapped his arm around and put it on my chest and pinned me to the seat because he was scared. He was like, okay, I just need a minute to breathe Yeah, because I was scaring him. But yeah. for me, do you remember that shot in... um in a uh, Suicide Squad, where you have Harley Quinn dangling from the helicopter, I fell asleep during that movie because <sighs> it was so bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> great. But um, uh, uh, Deadshot mm-hmm. shoots Harley Quinn, okay, while she's escaping on her helicopter, okay, and so it's almost like think Cirque. Um, Cirque des Soleil, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the silks. Okay. Cereal so silks. Yeah. Yeah. Silks hanging from the helicopter. And she's climbing up them, of course, in her Harley Quinn way. Yeah. And she gets shot and pretends to be dead and then snaps back up. Um, but every time I felt the wind, I would look down and be like, Harley Quinn. <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. Like obviously, they didn't do it like that. They was definitely in a studio. It was not real. Yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, it was.
0: Right. 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 Um. So LAPD was flying around. So did you have to like just wait and were they
1: like circling you guys or they were just in the city because we were of course over LA. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, people underestimate how many different pieces to that puzzle there were. There was. Yeah. I mean wind there's lighting am i lit is the city lit uh where's the sun at where's our angle how's the how's the wind hitting the camera or me or my hair um, my hair had to be perfectly slicked back because one wrong move and it was all in my face
0: I was gonna say like because you can see like there's some strands flying because I, I I was like that would we're, have been so windy up there we were in it 35 40 miles an hour
1: even when we slowed yeah. it was 40 miles an hour the, yeah. the thing that and I was, you've got the cho- I mean the chopper
0: just that alone mm-hmm. is like yep. so much wind. Um, and and it it's was, not like the straight blowback kind. It's like swirl your hair
1: in a fucking <laughs> circle kind. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, my biggest concern was that you could see the ripples on my skin mm-hmm. because the wind was blowing <sighs> and my skin was rippling because yeah. there's so much. And then when you have to stretch your legs out and flex your muscle, your uh-huh. muscle is tense and the skin is... It was almost like it rippled even more on top because right. all your muscles are flexed. Right. But I was like, thank God I work out because if I was any other girl yeah. trying to hold my legs up to show off the high heels, yeah. it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. I mean, it would have turned, my obliques were on fire all day the next day because yeah. trying to hold your legs up with the wind blowing. and oh. Yeah. wow, oh <laughs> It was so many pieces. So we probably got five, Five or six, I think, quality shots that mm-hmm. they ended up using, but we flew four different, three different days. Oh, wow. Yeah. We did three different days of shooting to practice. And then the actual day that we got all of the good photos, we did two flights. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a three day job. He probably went up in the helicopter himself like six or seven times. Practicing all the shots and getting the angles, and we just got really lucky too because um, it was shot in November during Mm -hmm. a cold period, and we had one day that hit like 90 degrees. Wow! And that was the day that we went up for that last one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got
1: so lucky because it was gray, and then when we were scheduled to do um, the shoot initially Mm -hmm. was the day we ended up all in fire. Everyone was on fire. Oh, right. Yeah, that's when we were supposed to shoot up in the air, which... Would have yeah. been horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have had a lot of
0: like firecopters up there and just like
1: it was smoke. Yeah it would have been yeah horrible. The only thing that I didn't anticipate was the level of congestion. Okay. So you're putting your head all the way out into the wind for hours at a time. Yeah. That heavy wind up there with nothing stopping all of the allergens or whatever. Oh wow. I would come down and I'm like, oh my God, my whole face is like swollen from yeah. taking the wind wow yeah god it was intense. it's so
0: great to hear like all of the stuff that went into that because yeah a lot of people don't realize all the prep and and I had no idea it was that it was that involved-hmm so tell me about um your fur your comeback scene mm because I know that was pretty involved as well
1: yeah well um we initially sat down um, for lunch and We didn't have any idea where we were going with the first one, but we both knew that it had to be something over the top. It had to be really intense. It had to be um, something strong, assertive, powerful.
0: Because how long have you not been doing? Seven years. Okay, I thought I heard that, and then I'm like, have you been in the
1: industry that long? But I guess
0: guess we all have been. Mm -hmm. It'll be 20 years for me in September. Hey. hey. I know, right?
1: Um, So we sat down and we were talking about, you know, The stigma of returning Mm -hmm. back to the industry, and how lots of people assume that you know it's because you need the money, or um, you know you couldn't make it elsewhere, Mm -hmm. or and that none of that was the case for me. Obviously, I'm I'm I've done really well for myself as far as prepping for my future, and you know I've I've got a home and a family. Yeah, um, I I felt like it was just it was time, you know. and so we wanted to get that message across right. in the scene. And right. so we were just chatting and and I was talking about my favorite types of um, visual shots, mm-hmm. you know, things that I like to see. And I was talking about different lighting. And then I was like, and you know, sometimes I feel like nostalgia plays a big part. Like that Sharon Stone scene, and you just saw everything in his face light up. He said, "I've been waiting for so long." To have a girl that could play that role. And he said, yeah. you know, the problem is, is a lot of these girls, they don't have that assertiveness. Yeah. They can't carry the role. It's a big role. Yeah. Energetically, obviously, dialogue is easy to do, but right. energetically, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so he came up with the idea to kind of use the original script and combine it with real life. Mm-hmm. What's really going on? And I right. thought that was so fascinating. I'm like, it's like a remix. Yeah and he liked the fact that i was brunette instead of blonde mm-hmm. um and you know the way that it actually came about it was it was a lot of work too he put a lot of work into both that i felt like a comeback needs to be triumphant it needs mm-hmm. to be like a dun, 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 yeah not like a we've seen this before kind of thing um but it was really exciting, and in uh, you know I had a great time, and I like to flex my my acting skills. Mm-hmm. Um, How yeah. long was that shoot day? Well, um, the actual uh, sex part of the day was um, probably about an eight hour day. Okay, um, and we did a little bit of, like the drive, the driving part we did that day, and there was. Um, a little bit of the rest of the intro that we did but the mm-hmm. actual dialogue was like a 12 hour day
0: and that was the the shot of you in the chair being questioned and then the yes. the classic Sharon Stone uncrossed legs mm-hmm. cross the leg shot
1: just that shot alone took a long time really mm-hmm. well because the way he wanted the camera to move and the way he wanted me to move and how much of everything you saw mm-hmm. cuz you know it was it was debated should we actually be able to see um, down below, I don't know what I can say or you not You can say. say anything. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know, I, we didn't know how much pussy we wanted to see or mm-hmm. not see. Um, you know, so we were, we it a bunch of different ways. right? Um, slow, fast, high kick, small kick. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> but you know, there there were lots of different pieces. And right. then getting the guy's energy right, because you've, you've got four guys in the background um, who are being the um, detectives interrogating me. hmm to get their energy just right, um, you know they have to match they have to match up with my energy because right. they have to pull that ag- aggressive assertive side out of me. otherwise mm-hmm. it, it looked like unbalanced in this way. like why is she being so assertive if they're not being assertive? Right. So it, it took a minute to get all of us on the same. Energy balance, right? Yeah, right, right. But I mean, the dolly shots and the the I mean, he had um the track. Mm-hmm. He had what what what's the one where you ride on the track that you are actually there's a seat for it. What is, I think it's a dolly. It's just another dolly. Yeah, I think so. Because I know there's a track that you just walk with it, but the, he was they were on a seat. It was yeah. a huge thing. Yeah, and it took a long time, but it looks. Amazing. Yeah. The lighting on that set was just phenomenal. And it's
0: crazy because how long was the final product? Like when it was edited and out, it was what, like a minute.
1: A minute or and a half, like I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: I just I love that you talk about this. And I <laughs> I would like some people that I work for to listen to this because I often get we were talking about this before we started I'll have clients come to me and they'll be like, we want to get this. Mm -hmm. And like, I was telling you, for example, this one movie that I shot, they literally sent me clips from Stanley Kubrick films. They're like, can you do this? And I was instantly like, that is a dolly shot. That is a tracking shot. Like, are you going to? Let me rent all of this stuff. Are you going to hire a proper DP, like a proper cameraman? Like, this is way beyond like oh, yeah. regular porn shit. And they just don't understand that. And, you know, it was like a 30 second shot. I'm like, I can tell you that that took them probably all fucking day. Yes. To get that one shot. So you're talking about a one minute I think segment they, that took you 12 hours to shoot. And I, that is, Normal, like when you're shooting like a truly cinematic piece, if you're shooting like a mainstream movie, like they take a
1: year for a reason. Yes.
0: Like each shot, like a minute shot will take you a 12 hour day, if not multiple days. And you were talking, I think earlier too, about how he took like three days to even like set it up to build the set and everything. So like I, I like people to talk about this because I want people to understand like how much work goes into like a truly cinematic piece well, and i just feel like i am constantly being given insanely people just have un, totally unrealistic expectations
1: well that's why i think that it's it's really rare that you actually get you know um these you know elaborate pieces is because of the expense and the amount of time that it takes and right. a lot of people don't want to put don't want to put the money into it. Exactly, because um,
0: porn is like it's very hard for porn to be profitable these days.
1: Right. And, and I, it's
0: very disposable and it's very much all the same. And we're just churning out a bunch of content, but that's obviously not the case.
1: Well that's with, that's why we spend so much time on the uh PG shots. Yeah. Because of the fact that you can really market yes. your company, your brand uh, you know, the talent you can market people on a larger level if you can post that all over your Instagram. And things like helicopter shoots and basic instinct, yeah. those things are people are things that people are gonna pay attention to. And like, that you oh, can hey. put
0: on safer work platforms. I mean, yeah, one thing that you definitely have to recognize, if nothing else, uh Lansky's incredibly brilliant at marketing. Yeah. Like really good.
1: I feel like that's that is like a good ninety percent of the company. It's yeah. just Marketing. Um, And obviously, it works for him. Yeah. I I feel like really social media is such a huge role in life right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, look at our idiot president. (laughs) (laughs) Just his little Twitter words mean so much to people. So Um, (laughs) I feel like social media is like one of those beasts that we just have to try and work with. Um, And especially for our industry, that, you know, everything that we do directly. Clashes with everything that social media is. Yeah, um, we have to find a way to make ourselves more marketable, and um, I feel like the market is there. If you look at if you look at you know mainstream movies, they're getting closer and closer and closer to us, mm-hmm. um, and people are accepting it and going with it. Mm-hmm. So that gives us an open door. The only problem is most companies aren't running through it. Yeah, you have to really push yourself over to a mainstream side to. Get yourself out there enough to attract the people who are watching the racier mainstream movies mm-hmm. to come over to our side. Well, if yeah. you like that, if you liked watching Spartacus, where you had all sorts of Sex going on, dude. There was like uh, there full was frontal. full frontal
0: male. Nu- there was a double penetration sex scene. Yes, do you remember that? Yes. I was like,
1: what? They were showing gay sex scenes, yeah. which I was like, hey, yeah.
0: There was a that was a very sexy I, show. Yes. I really liked that show. A lot. <laughs> it, it it revved
1: the engines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm saying if this is something that can make it in mainstream, then we're going to take all the people who we know they had lots of fans. Let's take all the people that were fans of that. And drag them over to our side. Yeah. Because if they're gonna like that, they're gonna like our stuff. But in order for them to like our stuff, we also have to meet at that level. Mm -hmm. You know, we can go the distance when it comes to being nasty, but we need to have, uh, we need to elevate our Our shoots a little bit, but in order to do that, it's going to be like a growing pain. (laughs) We're going to spend a little bit extra money for a little bit before everything catches up. But it's it's a different, difficult transition. But we're coming out of the closet now. Our industry is really coming out of the dark ages. We're every day closer and closer to like these like grand scale things. But you know, we're just gonna. Gotta get there.
0: Yeah. And you were named Vixen Angel of the Year. Boom boom. So that means you're exclusively shooting for Lansky, right? For the next year?
1: Yeah. All of my I think um I am I'm gonna be live for Cam Soda still. Mm-hmm. Um Cam Soda has me contracted for the year as well. Mm-hmm. So I think solo stuff. But that's all solo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think my solo stuff is is mine. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as like shooting with other people, yeah. That's wrapped up for the year. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I kind of like it that way, only because I can taper myself back in, mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, she's back, let's shoot her out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we let's all know do a
0: thousand Gonzo. We scenes. all know who
1: would do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ready to be on the books again? Yeah, Tori, know, right? Tori, you ready to work? <laughs> no, not like that. Because I mean, back in the day, I was shooting five or six days a week. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's and, too much. And now now being, you know, head of a household, mm-hmm. mom, I don't I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. My my goal in life is not to to be Working 110% of the time. Yeah. My goal in life is to work to support a family and mm-hmm. to be able to spend time with my family.
0: Yeah, your priorities change. And that's mm-hmm. definitely happened for me as well. You know, I mean, I used to work constantly all the time and that's all I live for. And to be fair, I do still work too much. But like in terms of shooting days, like I don't have the energy that I used to have. Yeah. Like I used to shoot five days in a row, like no problem. And now I'm like, if I have like more than two shoots a week, I'm like bummed about it. Yeah. You know, I just don't I get burned out. And then I start to resent the shoots. I start to get pissy and I start to like I feel not bring like a hundred percent to kills set. Everything. I get grumpy. I just get
1: mm-hmm. tired. Yep. You know? That's why I'm really happy. Um I mean, obviously I don't wanna like spill the beans about how many that I'm doing right. this year, but it's such a manageable amount that mm-hmm. I feel like every day. I'll be able to bring all of me and more right. because I'm going to be fresh. I'm going to be, right? you know, all of the shoots are going to have, you know, attention paid to them yeah, I was on going both to say, sides.
0: Exactly, like as the vixen angel of the year and then also too with like Greg's obviously attention to detail um, and cinematic flair, like I think that you're going to be able to be working on projects that you'll be really proud of,
1: yeah, and I, that you'll
0: be excited about doing, and that makes all the difference. It
1: does, and I and I get it. Our energy um, and our positivity, um, it it has limitations, and yes. and it's really important to protect that. So you know, if if one shoot a week makes you really happy, then do one shoot a week. Yeah. you know, because it's more valuable to do one shoot a week than struggle with two. Right, and um you know I, I i really understand that now more than ever um especially because i can't expend all of my energy at work right i've got to i've got to have something left to go home with right 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 um so i guess i it really all worked out for the best to be you know contracted for the year and and you know with, with a really innovative company and you know it it feels like i get to put in uh my ten cents, not even my two cents. Really, mm-hmm. um, my my opinion is valued, which you know you can't say that for every company. Yes. I'm sure you know. Yes, um, you know you have <laughs> ideas know. and you're you're inspired and you want to do this or you want to do right. that, and um, you know uh, that's not really appreciated in most places, right? Like uh, I can't tell you how inspiring watching um, Beyonce's visual album was. Mm-hmm. Watching her Lemonade album, did you see the whole thing? Mm-mm. Oh, girl. <laughs> you need to watch it. Um just watching it uh especially especially because we're in this new age of, you know, female empowerment is coming mm-hmm. out strong and mm-hmm. not just in like a I mean, I watched Black Panther and I felt like their female roles were so strong, but not in a Degrade a man, kind of strong way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's when we're at our baddest. You don't have to put anybody down. Right. You just own yourself and you're nice and strong. Yes. Well, that's what her album was. But with all the, you know, musical, you have music that you get to play with and you have so many different visual options. And Mm -hmm. she she just exploded all over the place. I watched it and I was like, I can make this all so nasty. <laughs> um, but I, you know, being able to say something like that to most companies, they're going to look at it like that's way too much money. That's way too much. This mm-hmm. that's way too much time. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. And I'm going to be like, good but I swear, if we did it, yeah, people would go bananas, and yeah. it would it
0: would be worthwhile. Well, I've found that what I feel the companies that do the best are the ones that are run by artists. You know, I mean, I remember that was the case with XR when they first kind of came out of the gate and were doing really well. Um, And obviously, like, you know, with Greg's stuff. So I think sometimes when companies are run by people who are just number crunchers and tech people and they're looking at analytics and they're looking at you know like the data they miss the bigger picture
1: well sometimes sometimes you really just have to break all the molds in order to really get the attention that you're looking for mm-hmm. you want the numbers to come through you have to think outside the box because yeah. if you're inside the box you're going to stay inside the box with your product and then you're not going to stand out and then your numbers aren't going to change right so it's kind of it's like um backwards in theory for some people mm-hmm. but you know That's that's what progression is. You have to like, you have to do it different. You gotta move in a different way. And for us artists, we know that. Right. I know that my energy on a day where I get to shatter molds and ideas and concepts, I'm like, ooh, bad bitches only. (laughs) You know? And that comes through. It comes through. And 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 um uh, days that are really standard, I'm gonna be like, dee dee dee. I'm just getting through the day because yeah. that's all we're doing. Yeah, I
0: feel like I've done. That's been happening to me a lot in the last couple of years, and I think I've only. And honestly, like a lot of it's been a perspective change because I. I think I went through a period where I was just like resenting everything, and it wasn't even like the clients or anything like that. It was just more like my attitude. And then I just started to, you know, I, I did some personal journey, Uh shit, you know, some therapy and whatever. And I just started to see that a lot of it was my own, my own, like, perception. And, and, and that's why I kind of started to do other things, like start this podcast and, um, you know, take my website back. I'm actually taking it back from the people who run it and I'm gonna relaunch it on my own hey, hopefully hey, hey. this week, if not next week. It's been scary because it's been very expensive. Right. But it's been kind of liberating, you know, and um But you have
1: such an amazing following. I can't see you. it being like a negative in the long run. Yeah. It could be for a little while a little yeah. bit tough, but you're gonna I mean I hope, you're gonna so. be fine.
0: I hope so. And that's what also too, like I've loved about this podcast is that it's been able to allow me to You know, explore different areas. Like now I get to talk to people in the sex industry and explore people in a more intellectual way. Right. And, um, rather than just, you know, and also too, like with what I shoot, you know, I shoot glamour and it's very specific and it's very niche and it's great. And I love that. But like on this podcast, I'm going to have on, um, a BBW performer. I'm having a transgender performer on next week. Like people that I wouldn't normally shoot, but it's so exciting for me to actually get to sit down and talk to these people and get to know them and get to like, I don't know. Um, work with them in a different way than just photography or right. video. And you get so. to
1: well, you get to. I mean, I feel like the more people I talk to about sex in general, yes, you just really change your perspective and grow as as a human being first, yes. Um, but then in, it trickles down and affects your work and, and inspires your work, you know. When I meet fans and talk to my fans, I have so many people come and tell me so many different things about their walks of life and, Mm -hmm. and how, how sex has gone for them and what porn has done for them. And, and, um, you know, I, it it all inspires me. And, you know, as, as a woman, I've had a really difficult time being broadcast everywhere because they, I mean, it breeds insecurity in itself. Mm -hmm. I am entirely exposed. I've gone through two pregnancies, you know, my body has fluctuated and changed and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with what I have. I know that, but that doesn't change the mind frame. And I know for all women it's really difficult, but I feel like when I have talked to, like, especially my fan base, you know, these women, they talk about the fact that they've too been insecure and they appreciate the fact that I am, you know, Natural and staying strong and being natural, even though there's obviously many, many options of different things I Mm -hmm. can do. And I'm like, I've wanted to get my boobs done so many times, so many times. And it's really been talking to other people about the fact that I don't have them done
0: that inspires them and makes them feel okay about yeah, yeah no I totally hear and you and I'm
1: like okay well I guess I, I guess I could be okay I, I'm standing strong for the naturals out yeah. there who are in the same boat who get insecure like I do but like let's just let's just decide to be okay let's just decide to be okay well I think your boobs are great and I Thanks. really
0: like it when girls stay natural I just I don't know I just feel like that's that's a Lots of It's
1: it's really not easy. And I, I fight it all the time.
0: And also, yeah, being in the industry that you're in, I mean, you know, people start to really. I mean, I've seen so many girls come in who were. Looked beautiful, all natural, and then they just started. I feel
1: like we're thinking about the same person yes. right now. <laughs> and then just started
0: to do all this shit to themselves. And, and now it you was look like an
1: alien. That was
0: so unnecessary. unnecessary, but it like breathes this like body dysmorphia because I think like being in the spotlight so much and seeing yourself in video and pictures so much and comparing yourself to other people and it gets like very unhealthy. I mean, I can't tell you honestly, though, there have definitely been times where I like, Wish I was a model or I wish like I could do that kind of thing. I mean, when I grew up as a kid, like I wanted to be a model when I was a little girl. My mom was like. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, you should, she's like, your power. She's like, as a model, it is so hard to have any power or any control over your career. And this was before the internet came along. I think things have changed so much, especially in the adult industry. You know, now women have more control over their careers. Like, for example, you being contacted with cam soda, like camming, you have that direct access to fans. Now you you can make money on your own. You don't have to be hired by a company to make money, you know? So it's different now. But in her day, it wasn't like that. And so she encouraged me to work behind the camera. She's like, then you're in control, then you have the power. Because she was on both sides of the camera. She was a model and then she was a photographer. And she was like, being a model is really, really hard. I think she also saw the fact that I had no potential
1: No, <laughs> No, I disagree. No I'm, no, I'm
0: serious because my sister became a model. She actually uh, modeled for Ford Modeling Agency uh, for a while when she was young. Um, I'm
1: sure there are some horror stories in that closet. Though.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, you it's know, not she easy. she just she she didn't get too into it. She made enough money to like buy herself a new horse and pay for college. <laughs> so that was Priorities. that was yeah exactly. <laughs> so that was fine. But you know, I mean, she was tall. My sister is six foot one.
1: Ooh, whoa. so yeah,
0: exactly. And she like just had this incredible face. And look, trust me, I'm not like resentful. I I see. It now, like I, I wasn't a model type, and I'm glad that I took the path that I did. I really did. Yeah, I really am because, and I also too, I just don't think that I could handle being. I mean, just you know, I was on a TV show for Playboy TV, and just like seeing myself on television. It doesn't um, matter
1: what you look like, dude. Fucking killed dude, me. Dude, mentally it fucked with my head. Yes, my uh, a really good friend of mine. She's actually my best friend and my trainer and my roadie. She goes with me everywhere, mm-hmm. and she's a personal trainer. So. Mm-hmm. Her body has is amazing, but mm-hmm. it goes through lots of different phases because you know there's there's like bulking and and then there's uh, you know cutting and mm-hmm. there's all these different things. How does she want her body to be? She has to you know research by, with her body different workout methods, mm-hmm. and it changes what she looks like. But I have never seen her so insecure as when she went to do a competition, and when she went to do the competition, it totally. Totally threw her off mentally yeah. for almost a year. Yeah, and and it wasn't it wasn't just it was what she was eating, mm-hmm. and I was trying to stress to her so much. I said the nutrients that you're putting into your body alter the chemical balance in your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you are, um, especially a model. When you are messing with that chemical balance by dieting so mm-hmm. much and dropping out all these nutrients left and right, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to be happy. Yeah. So, whatever you look like, that's irrelevant because the nutrients you're putting in, you're messing up the chemical balance in your body. Yeah. So, you could. You're look, not seeing yourself in an authentic way. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm like, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. You just are. And, you know, being in this industry, I feel like we are. Pitted against each other, and people just pick each other apart so miserably and so Mm -hmm. horribly that it's almost up to us to be like, "I look how I look, and you're just gonna deal with it." Yeah, and if you don't like it, you could just tune into somebody else. That's what you can do.
0: Having been in the industry for ten years, how do you see like the new crop of girls? Like they're so uh, they're so gorgeous.
1: There's so many gorgeous new girls, but they're so insecure.
0: Yeah. Do you think that that has something to do with just being like in your 20s? Or do you think that it has something to do with the way that people seek validation on like social media platforms and forget how to communicate with each other? And like, I, I just feel like social media has been. A real, it's, it's weird. It's a blessing and a curse. Like,
1: that's why I said it's a beast that we have to.
0: Yeah. Like you were saying earlier. I mean, on one hand, it's great because it gives you independence. It gives you the ability to market yourself and to control your own career and really tailor, you know, your. Your career and your experience, but also too, I think that I mean I feel fortunate that I didn't grow up in the social media age and with the it's, internet, and that that I had like a normal childhood where I wasn't spending all my time on a computer, and I, I wasn't grew
1: up with my feet in the dirt. Yeah, I grew up with my feet. And I wasn't, I mean, some of these girls, they spend all their time on social media and they seek
0: validation from strangers halfway across the planet. Who cares what some dude in India says about how
1: your vagina looks?
0: He probably also
1: has sex with a goat. So, yeah. And
0: honestly, a lot of times they're just doing it to get your attention because they have their own issues and they hate themselves. So they're going to attack you. So it's like, it
1: just. I've uh, literally had people offer to. Do the most obscene things in life. Like, I will pay you a million dollars not to live with me, but to just bear my children. And I'm like, I'm trying to imagine coming from a place that I came from. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, running through the trees. I have scars all over my body from falling off bikes and jumping on my trampoline, like normal kid stuff. Yeah. Right. And then how do you get to this convoluted place where you are idolizing a person that you've watched in porn for like so intently? I, I seriously doubt that they, this person had that money, but why? I mean, just, just how would you even think of saying something like that? Um, I want to pay you to have my children and just carry my children, knowing that my seat is inside you. And it was like a full, like a detailed description. And I'm like, what is wrong with people? Yeah, I feel like we're really going in a, strange direction as far as mentality is concerned.
0: I also think that there's always been a lot of weird people out there, but they never had the platform Platform. to get their requests, message, beratement, whatever, across to you before. They couldn't reach you before. And now, any asshole can go on Twitter and write, hey, Tori Black, blah, 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 blah. I want to pay you to
1: bear my children. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I feel like the new crop of girls has definitely grown up grown up in a very different society than I grew up with. Yeah. I grew up like I said, I remember the first stop sign put in or stop stop light put into my town. Wow. We did not have one. I grew up in nowhere and I loved it because it taught me how to be in silence. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to be appreciative and humble mm-hmm. and know what was important in life. Mm-hmm. Um and there have definitely been times where I've questioned all of that, but it still it lives inside me, that right. place. And without that, I don't think I would have been the person I am today. But I feel like a lot of these younger girls, they grew up in a much different era, yeah. where they were, like you said, they grew up with a phone already in their hand by the time they're eight years old. Yeah, and they're so insecure and they're so gorgeous. Yeah. They actually say that as a as a Race as a species, we are getting more attractive as time goes by. Yeah. I, I read this whole article that's talking about beauty in general. We are getting more attractive.
0: Yeah.
1: So the average the average kid is way more attractive than the average kid a hundred years ago. Yeah. So these girls are coming in and their bodies are ridiculous and their faces are ridiculous and they just have absolutely no concept of how stunning they are. Yeah. And it it's like a waste of beauty because i feel like why have it if you don't appreciate it yeah like what is the point if it doesn't feel good what's the point yeah,
0: yeah. how do, if you could give any advice to like a new girl like just coming into the industry what would what do you think you would tell them
1: i know this is going to sound like super hippy dippy but like get a therapist I don't disagree with you. I have a
0: therapist. She's fucking awesome.
1: And I don't think you need to have any sort of mental issue to need a therapist. I
0: think it, I think you're right. I think it's really great to have somebody to bounce mm-hmm. like your issues off of because we all have issues. We oh, all have yeah. insecurities, and sometimes you need to talk to somebody like outside of your circle who isn't directly personally connected to you, has no like vested interest in the decisions that you make in your life, to yeah. just like. Like t- bring you back down and talk yeah. some sense into you because when we get inside our own heads, we tell ourselves some lies all the time shit. and bullshit, and yeah. we really talk ourselves down because we're our own worst critics, and it can get really dangerous.
1: Yeah, in here. yes, it's the most dangerous place, and especially with so many critics with such mm-hmm. loud voices. Yes, you know it's really important that we really keep our feet down where they belong on the ground and we stand strong in ourselves and say you know what no I don't want to do that I don't care how much money you throw at me don't want to do that Yeah, and I don't feel like Girls feel like they have that place, despite the fact that you said, and I agree, that the industry is moving towards a direction where you do have a place. Mm -hmm. These girls don't believe they do.
0: Yeah, they don't believe they have a voice. They don't believe they have a choice.
1: Yeah, and now more than ever, they have a voice and a choice, especially with everything that's going on in mainstream Hollywood. Yeah, You know what I mean? We are at our prime right now for women in general, just being strong and independent and outspoken about their boundaries. Uh, This is This is our time. And, you know, they gotta take advantage though. They yeah. gotta they gotta utilize that. Yeah. And um so I feel like, you know, as a new girl, I think it's I think it's good to have I would say weekly, just especially if you're shooting a lot, because mm-hmm. so many different things can happen in different sets. Mm-hmm. I would say just go talk to somebody.
0: Now one issue that has come up that people've been talking about, and I know this is something that August talked to me about when I had her on my podcast, was about how she was having a hard time finding a therapist that she felt was like a sex positive therapist. She felt judged by therapists. Um, have you ever had that situation? Where I mean, my therapist is great, though I had to go through a lot of them to find the one that I liked.
1: I got a really expensive one, so I mean, <laughs> she didn't really have a place to have a judgment because yeah. of how much money she was also um I mean she I think she was psychologist and hypnotherapist mm-hmm. so her level of accreditation was mm-hmm. super up there I love hypnotherapy by the way it changed everything
0: oh, I kind of want to try it I had Derek Pierce on here and he told me that he went to a hypnotherapist to help him come faster In scenes, and it totally fucking worked. He said that it would take him like twenty minutes sometimes to come to pop, and Mm -hmm. now like it takes him like three minutes max. Boom! And it was from going to fucking hypnotherapist. That's dope. How crazy is that?
1: So mine was to deal with PTSD. Okay, because I have I have pretty good PTSD. It's pretty strong in there. Okay, Um, and I have so I have anxiety. I have a hard time sleeping, Mm -hmm. um, and I and I frequently in the middle of the day, I'll find myself worried about the sleep I'm gonna get the night the next night because my sleep is so bad Mm -hmm. and I'm so sensitive to a bad night of sleep, it ruins everything. And then Mm -hmm. I get anxious because I have so much I have to do and I know I'm not gonna get sleep and I'm thinking about a week in ahead. Mm -hmm. Um because my anxiety, I it's almost like I have this anxiety from past things that I can't I can't function. Yeah. Um so it was really just to alleviate a lot of anxiety, and now I have like this whole herbal re- regimen that I'm on. It's amazing; I love it. Um, but I also realized it's all connected. But that hypnosis was uh, integral part. Inter- integral. Yeah. That's right. yeah. How, how many yeah. times have you done it? Um, well, I went for months, and I would go, and you would get it done once like, a week. Oh, okay. Um, so now I've down I've downgraded myself because right. I'm I'm in a much better place now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, see somebody normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like finding somebody who's judgmental, um, I think doesn't matter what you do or who you are. I feel like finding the right fit for a therapist. It's not a one size fits all. Yeah, and it's you're gonna have it's gonna take time to find the one that you like. Yeah, I whether agree. or not we're in our industry, I
0: think that I think that a lot of people will go and see. I know this was the way for me at the beginning. I would go and see a therapist. And I just wouldn't like them, and I'd be like, "Oh, fuck! This therapy is not right for me, right?" But it's not
1: therapy; it's the therapist,
0: right? Exactly. And and it took me. I went through quite a few. Um, and I finally found one that I really, really like and she's amazing, but it took me a while. Yeah. So I think it's important that people know that they, you can like, you can not like a therapist. You can fire your therapist. You can find somebody else.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's really important to note that there's a big difference between the therapist that you're seeing and therapy in general. Yeah. There's so many different techniques to therapy. Yeah. And it is so custom that you really don't settle. Don't yeah. settle. This is your mental health. This is, this is, I mean absolutely irreplaceable. You yeah. can't live without your mental health as we have unfortunately seen a lot. Yeah. Um and you know in our industry we're under attack from our own families, from our friends, um from our our old lifestyle everything is rearranged and altered when we come into this industry. Yeah. And I just I feel like especially being so young, I was I was 18 turning 19 when I started. So young, so impressionable. They say that's an adult. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Me at 18, I was not an no, adult. Absolutely not. No. So no. I feel like I feel like I would have done a lot better for myself um had I if I had one. Yeah. And I mean better for myself, not career wise, because that that did its own thing. But yeah. um uh, I really left because I was shutting down. I was shutting down, I was working way too much, I was over Overworked and I felt emotionally undervalued. I actually would have panic attacks because I thought that no one would ever call me by my real name again. And it was like, oh my God, she's gone. She's dead. There's the only, the only one left is Tori. Right. And it was like, that's not really who you are. No. I mean, she's a piece of me. Right. She's a real piece of me. It's not like all fake, but. There's so much more to me. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, all my childhood friends, my family doesn't even talk to me right now. Like I was terrified that, you know, I was disappearing and Tori was taking my place and I became resentful of myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I hate Tori. I hate Tori. Wow. And I want her to die. Wow. And I, that was like, something's wrong. You need to stop. So taking my taking my little hiatus was of course I had a family and that reminded me of me I was mm-hmm. like oh here I am this right. is where I am right so I, that's why I thought it was really important for me to come back now that I found that balance because Tori is okay there's nothing wrong with Tori I just yeah. need to make sure I have both yeah I just need both that's incredible
0: that's um, I don't think I've ever heard anybody really explain it that way but that makes a lot of sense
1: well it's it's, a, it's an entire uh, self-viewed Alteration. Like yeah. I just um especially with how difficult it is for people that you love to digest what you do, mm-hmm. especially when your career takes off. It wasn't even just like a like a little I did a couple scenes. It was like Tori yeah. became a person. Yeah. So people were running into pictures of me places and then I would get phone calls who were just screaming at me, berating me, and then I would have to go to work the next day. Yeah. And so I'm just I was totally mentally fucked. Yeah, Just, I remember the first time I worked with you. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, with Ryan, Keely. with you and Ryan Keely. Mm-hmm. And I remember
0: we actually did an interview with you. And I remember I came home to my parents that day, and I was like, "That girl's gonna be a fucking star." Hey. Like I knew it right away. I was like, "She is like," because I was not expecting you to be that articulate oh. or that smart. Like you were beautiful, obviously, but like when we sat down and we actually talked, I was like, "Holy shit, this girl's." this girl's smart. Thank you. Like, what the fuck? And mm. I was like, and I was so
1: right. <laughs> As I always am. You know, what's crazy? <laughs> um, I actually, I, I bumped into uh, Rocco Saffredi at oh, Avian. Yeah. And he and I worked together one time. And it has been, he has spoken highly of me everywhere. We we worked together once and then I shot for him with Tony Rebus, actually. Right. Um, but he would always look at me and say that I was I was an energy that he wasn't ready for. Right, he didn't anticipate it, and he said, "You don't break." Yeah, and I said, "No, you're right. I don't." But that's not a Tory thing. Right. That's a that's a Shelley thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I go by. But yeah, um, uh, and I that's it was really nice to hear that that part of me had come across. Yeah, you know, and and I feel like my most valuable thing that i bring to the table in this industry has nothing to do with my porn performance right and as i've gotten older i started to really realize that that part is the coolest part of me mm-hmm. not my sex mm-hmm. um so i am trying to bring that to the forefront and and try and help our you know everyone out like hey guys it's okay to be you it's okay it's okay like When you're feeling weak, that doesn't mean you are weak. It means actually means you're strong. If you allow this weakness, you know, let it to come through your body and pass out the other side. Yeah, I mean,
0: showing vulnerability is one of the bravest things you can do. Yeah, and we've been taught and trained, you know, for for so long to just shove it all down and and not feel it and cover it with booze and pills and drugs or whatever money, whatever it may be. Right. But you know, that's not. I mean. like there, I mean, it's like having a good cry, you know. Letting that out is nothing. There's nothing like more healing than that. And, and I, you have to walk through that pain. You have to feel oh, yeah. it in order to get past it. Because if you never face it, and if you never accept it, and it you never grows. let it grows and festers, it, it festers mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just like an actual infection in your body. It's the yeah. same thing. You exactly. have to take care of it or otherwise it'll kill you. Yes. But I feel like that ties into, we were talking earlier, it ties into all the different things that are going on in society right now. Yeah. I mean, look at these people who are shooting up schools. Yeah. Look at these people who are taking their own lives. Look at these, this sadness is just festering in our country. And I feel like social media definitely has a hand in it, mm-hmm. but it's also this Old, burnt out idea or concept that we need to save face. Like yeah. we need to put out this pretty picture of ourselves, and we can't be real. We have all these shows called like the real, and it's like full of bullshit.
0: Yes, and <laughs> reality shows are totally nonsense.
1: are they're not reality? They're at not all. real at all. But you know, we want to. We want to shut down. We want to shut down things in our industry and people in our industry, and allow things. You know. Other things to take place because apparently it's more safe to have guns than pornography.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean just uh, yeah, just a couple days ago, Florida decided to not debate the gun control issue, but they decided (laughs) to declare
1: pornography a health crisis. Health crisis. This is just insane. Okay, we're healthier than any other general population in a in an office space. I would say by a lot, because of the fact that we are so strict on ourselves with how we run our business. I mean, when I started, we had 30-day testing. And despite the fact that there's a minimal actual change between testing every 30 days and testing every two weeks, we took that minimal change and said, fine, we're going to do it. And we dropped it down to two weeks. And now people might whine about it, they might complain about it. But all I have to say is we have literally done everything above and beyond that we could mm-hmm. and you want to look at us like we're a health crisis I think guns are a health crisis <laughs> you think <laughs> um, I saw this uh, this video of this high school girl did you see this video of her on the news Mm-mm. coming out saying I don't care if they won't talk about gun gun control I'm going to we need to if the government is going to say, say oh I'm sending my thoughts and prayers and that's all they have mm-hmm. to say we need to do it for ourselves yeah She was standing up there speaking from her toes and you could just, I didn't, I, whether you watched on Instagram or YouTube or big on your TV screen, you could feel her and she was bawling because she was there. She was there for this shooting and she's standing up there speaking clearly, coherently, articulately and with more sense than I've seen from our Government, as a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was so assertive and so strong and so emotional at the same time. And I'm like, oh, look at this powerhouse of a, yeah. of a child and, and look at how beautiful and how much she had to go through in order for those colors to shine. And I'm like, yeah. let's listen to her. Let's, let's yeah.
0: follow her. I mean, if there's any silver lining that You can see out of this horrific fucking tragedy and the other school shootings that have happened is that it's directly affecting this nation's youth. And those, that's the next generation. Yeah. And those are the people that are going to be able to vote in a few years. And those are the people that are going to vote out these fucking archaic government officials who are in the pockets of the NRA and who want to keep guns out there because, you know, they want the fucking money and all the bullshit and the corruption that's happening. Like, you are I mean like you know you've got the nation's youth who are like against all of this and I think things are going to change drastically.
1: I was watching Chris Rock's new stand-up um routine and he was talking about um gun control and talking about the Vegas shooting and he was saying something like someone somewhere said, "Oh, it's not about the gun. He could have had a knife and done the same thing." Oh yeah, I saw that. And he was like, "If you can kill a hundred people with a knife in like five minutes, ninety-seven deserve to die." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I have said so many times, like, I understand people enjoying their hunting rifles. I understand people want to protect their house. I understand yeah. things like this. I don't care. Tell me a time where you need an automatic weapon to do either one of those things. I totally agree with you. And my
0: actually, so I personally dislike guns very much. Like, I've never had one. And, um, I actually went to a shooting range. A couple months ago, fired off like two rounds, and I was like, "I'm done. I don't like this at all. I hated the. I didn't like the power that I felt in my hands to be able to kill something right. so easily. It just freaked me out personally. Right. But my boyfriend's a gun owner, and he likes to hunt. Right, and he, even he agrees that there shouldn't be assault rifles. He's like, "There's no fucking reason unless for you to a have a weapon." Apocalypse. That can kill a massive amount of people in a short amount of time. That should be military only. Yeah. He's like, there's no and reason not even, to have that. And this even. is
1: somebody who owns a gun, yep. who hunts. Like, you know, I mean, so. I think they're, I think they're what they're doing is deflecting. Yes. Um, they're deflecting issues. They want to, you know, um, and in so many ways, you want to, you want to put focus on things like pornography. Okay. Let's just go ahead and take a step back and look at our country as a whole mm-hmm. and let's put, on our priority list, let's figure out where pornography is on that list. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's exactly. not. It's it's not a crisis. It's not affecting people on a mass scale like this. Yeah, but things like gun laws are right. And you want to want to run around and and take advantage of the fact that people are, you know, using, uh, you know, guns for for fun purposes and you know for collection purposes and and I'm like, okay, first of all. Go ahead and take that L, I'm going to get rid of my hobby in order for the entire country to not have to mourn for children being shot up at Sandy Hook, yeah. right? Uh, this should not, I would rather say, you know what, I know I like semi-automatics, let's say I did, mm-hmm. I like semi-automatics. I like human life better. I, I like value human, human life. life more than I like my hobby. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the majority of hobbies don't mass murder people. Yeah. Okay. So if if we're gonna really talk about, let's talk about the fact that they want to give these shots to all these children just on the off chance that someone might have polio, right? And they don't want it to spread. So the off chance that someone's gonna have polio, you're gonna give these injections to all these children, who majority of them have side effects, right? And you're gonna knowingly and willingly do that in order to protect. From polio, mm-hmm. but you will not remove guns to protect from these mass shootings. Yeah, how the hell does that make any sense? One thing only: money. Yeah, that's oh, the only worse. way any of it makes sense. Yeah. So if you're if you are clearly showing your colors that the only thing as a government you're interested in is the well being of your pockets, mm-hmm. how are you? How are you? I mean, I was just. Kind of prevent any sort of revolt, riot. I mean, it's going to come down if they don't. If they don't get their act together, if we leave Donnie in the White House, (laughs) like someone is going to shoot him. Like he's going to die. I'm just saying. Like, how do you expect to show how awful you are? Um, Talking about, you know, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, How many? How many people? How many people died? Oh my God! Do you remember that when when he was talking about? When he was talking about the um the hurricane, which which time? Oh no, he was talking he was talking about a, a hurricane and said that not enough people died. Yeah, it was pretty horrifying. Oh, is this really like a like a crisis? Because only a couple people died. I was like, I don't oh! remember that, but that he, sounds like something he would say. Yeah, he literally. Yeah. I mean, and then he's talking about shithole countries. Like, yes, you are so so brazen and ballsy with your ignorance.
0: But he's just keeping it real, man. Mm. He's just not a politician. Somebody's going to keep it real
1: with his temple. He's just
0: gonna- He's just talking like, like you know, every day. He's just relating to the everyday, man. Grab her by the pussy. (laughs) My mom is this new phrase now. She calls it a Trumpy, and she grabs guys by the balls. She goes, I'm going to give you a Trumpy. I took took her to a fucking um, uh, Stella McCartney fashion show, and what do you know? She had like a glass of half of wine, and she's like dancing on the floor with like a bunch of like fucking runway models, like these 20-year-old guys, and she's just grabbing them all by the dick going, I'll give you a Trumpy.
1: You want a Trumpy? And I'm like, (gasps) Mom, Stop it. <laughs> Fucking stop. I like like I I'm said, like, we got to get her out of here. Your mom is the OG. She's the realest. Um, I, you know, I actually don't think it's, it has it's- Quite the same effect because I feel like most men would enjoy the trumpy, um, and I don't think as many women enjoy the trumpy. Yeah, I know, and I think that that is her thinking. But also, too, like you know, if we, if we want to like
0: try to talk about like respecting women and boundaries and oh, stuff, no, we got to yeah. you got to kind of do the same thing with the guys. But you if I can like around, have it one way,
1: if I run around guys in our industry for sure, I could give them all trumpies and they'd all thank me for it. Afterward. Yeah,
0: you might get away with it better than my mom. I mean, she's like the seventy-five-year-old,
1: oh no, I th- woman I, with one eye. I think they'd probably. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey dudes, guess what happened to me today? I got trumpied by a 75-year-old lady. They actually <laughs>
0: loved her. Like everyone came up to be like, you love your mom. How do you not love your mom? I know she's crazy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's for me because she's my mom. Like it's embarrass everything she does is everything embarrassing. Everything my mom to me does is embarrassing because to me. She's too. My mom, but
1: everybody else thinks she's great. I'm always like, oh, My mom's name is Susan, which is just endless jokes for everyone in my family and all my friends because all the memes right now are, damn it, Susan. (laughs) So now every meme that pops up that's a Susan meme is up in my, I get sent DMs all the time. Damn it, Susan, group text. My mom's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's because your name is Susan.
0: (laughs) But it takes her a minute to get it. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Um, well, thank you so much, Tori,
0: for coming. I want to like keep talking. I have like so much more, but I know that you have to go pick up
1: your kids. I so. have mom life. Yeah. You have mom
0: life to get to. Yeah,
1: but I, you know, if you ever want me to come back, you know, where I I'm I would at. love to have you
0: back. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. So, can you tell everyone um, where they can find you on social media if they don't already know? And if you have anything you want to plug that anything upcoming, um, yeah, you know, really
1: know what, all, all my stuff has um, been the same for a long time. Um, Twitter and Instagram are both Miss Tori Black. And just so you guys know, in case any of you are wondering, I do not have any other pages. So if you see escort services on the top, first of all, I don't provide. Um, you're going to get a, a knockoff. <laughs> um, second of all, that page is fake, so go ahead and report it. Um, I only have one page. It's Miss Tory Black. And um, So you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram Instagram with that handle. Um, my snap is Freaky Queen twelve. Twelve would be for the Seahawks. I'm 12th lady. And anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I don't have a Facebook because they always kick me off, and I just said fuck it. Um, and uh, uh, I'm all over. I'm all over Vixen. That's where all my new stuff is. Um, and. Uh let's see. Uh fleshlight, if you want to piece of me in your bedstand. Um, that's the way you're gonna get it, not those escort pages on Instagram. <laughs> um and yeah, I think that I think that's it. Just I mean, there's gonna be lots of new stuff coming out, um, which I'm really excited about. So just keep your eyes peeled. I'm sure you'll bump into it. Awesome. Yay. And you guys can find me at Holly
0: Randall on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please go rate and review it. That would help me a lot. And of course, if you want to support my podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Randall Unfiltered. And get these pictures that I signed. Yeah, That's she just signed a bunch of photos for people. <laughs> she also signed um her comeback scene on Vixen's Natural Beauty Six. Yes, right? Yes. So I'll be giving that away too. And I have a bunch of other cool prizes that I do giveaways every month.
1: That's awesome. And the last thing I forgot is every Monday is Black Monday, which is where I go live for Cam Soda. And it's generally seven to 8 Pacific Standard Time Um, sometimes we switch it to an hour later but it's generally that so if you guys want to talk to me again because I do chat like this on my show. Awesome. You can come hang out with me. Yeah. And if you
0: follow her on her uh, social media, she'll let you know updates of times changes. Keep Black like Monday. That. Isn't that cute? And so I Black do Friday. love that. <laughs> I think that's fucking great. All right, you guys. All right. Thanks, Tori. Thank you. I've always really admired Tori Black. And as I mentioned in the podcast, I knew from the first day that I worked with her when she was just 18, 19, that she was going to be a big star. But I forgot how incredibly articulate, strong, and inspiring she is. And I think she just reminded us all of those qualities in that interview. That was an incredible interview. We covered so many different topics. And um, I just could have sat here with her for a whole other hour and just talked to her nonstop because she's such an incredible woman. And I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Next week on the podcast, I got a guest that I honestly am really surprised that I managed to get because she's been getting a lot of press lately. I'm going to have Stormy Daniels on the podcast. And before she became the famous porn star that may or may not have had an affair with our current president, Donald Trump, she was actually a just a regular old girl and we shot some of her very first content um, when she first arrived in the business my mom in particular shot a lot of stuff on her and um, I've always really liked Stormy she's a smart girl she's a funny girl and she's just a lot of fun so I'm really excited to have her here on the podcast and I think um, we're probably going to talk about some pretty interesting stuff will be my guest so don't miss it next week on Holly Randall Unfiltered